Welcome to Satisfied, a podcast hosted by me, Ashley Pardo. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, business coach, and former private chef. Satisfied is all about finding fulfillment, confidence, and peace in your body, business, mental health, relationships, and life. If you're an introspective, deep, and sensitive woman, Satisfied is for you. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's get into the show. Hello, my friends, and thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, happy Monday. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, which is Monday, October 2nd, this episode is an answer to a question I got on Instagram from a super thoughtful, awesome person I DM with sometimes after I had posted an Instagram story about me eating 94 grams of carbs in that breakfast. And I wanted to give a little bit more context to this post because I know that it can be a little bit confusing. I know that context really, really matters in the case of nutrition, just like individualization does. And there's a lot of that here. And it's really about the title of this episode is should I wear a continuous glucose monitor? Because I know everybody's asking that question uh, nowadays and is curious, is wondering if you should be doing that. I personally think that that is a sensationalized thing just because I think that, you know, not saying that blood sugar is not an issue. It absolutely is. It's just that I think there are other things that we can pay attention to. And I also think again, always both and in nutrition, that there are some cases that we should pay attention to it, uh, like PCOS, diabetes, obesity, things like that. But I'm going to talk about all of that today. Uh, before we get into that, I wanted to give an update that Intuitive Macros is starting, which is my group nutrition program, is starting a little bit later this month. This round is going to be a little bit different than past rounds. It's going to have a lot more new information. It's going to be really, really, really focused on getting you results, on helping you feel amazing, individualizing your nutrition. As always, that program is a one-stop shop for your nutrition. And if you wanted something that will help you gain all of the knowledge that you need in order to navigate your nutrition literally for the rest of your life, that program is the answer. Obviously, you might need support to implement. Uh, that's a thing too. But if you just wanted the information and obviously implementation help as we go through the program, uh, Intuitive Macros is for you. Uh, I really, really believe in my method, obviously. And again, we're going to be starting a little bit later this month. Otherwise, things here are good. Um, kind of a chill week this week for me after coming back from Mexico. And honestly, it's just been a really, really busy month, six weeks or so. And honestly, busy six months <laughs> in general. Um, took it pretty easy this weekend. And that was really, really nice. And I can't wait to share all of the stuff that I have coming up with you. So let's get into this question. So 
and also about continuous glucose monitor. So we see a lot of people wearing these nowadays. We see accounts like <clears throat> the glucose goddess who posts um, screenshots, I'll say, or graphs of differences in blood sugar with different sort of effects on blood sugar. So for example, she might say, uh, okay, here's my blood sugar if I just ate bread. Here is bread if I had fat added to it. And she shows sort of the trajectory or, you know, the blood sugar graph on it. Uh, she makes some claims like vinegar <clears throat> might be helpful. Uh, you know, things like what is the effect of extra protein or too many carbs or the quantity of carbs? I think to illustrate this. And I think that honestly, I'm thinking of my own mindset. When I used to be really, really obsessed with like never elevating my blood sugar, that is very fear-based and harmful to me. And when I was obsessed with that all the time, I never was able to move forward with my nutrition at all because I was like, oh my God, I can't eat one carb. I cannot eat a carb by itself. I cannot, you know, elevate my blood sugar at all. And that actually you know, sort of catapulted me into the most disordered period of my life where I was eating consistently low carbon. Obviously, there's a balance in between here. But uh, it, when I was in that mindset, I could not, <clears throat> when I was in that mindset, I absolutely could not find the middle place. And I think you have to know yourself. And would you get great nutrition results if you paid attention to your blood sugar consistently? Of course. Uh, but I also think other things matter too. So I think we see stuff like this on social media, and then we see people wearing the continuous glucose monitors, which is essentially uh, this thing, a little, it's a sticker essentially that has a little like pricker that you, is attached to like this mini device that you put on your arm, it gets stuck to you, use this like little gun or something to put it on, it pricks you, it's able to take your blood and it is stuck to you like through this like sort of like sticky tape, flexible tape sticker thing. And then you can basically monitor your blood sugar all day long and you can see which foods have the different effects on you and stuff like that. And I see it again being a sensationalized thing. And I'm just thinking of the average person, you know, getting this and thinking that they might be fearful because something elevates their blood sugar too much. And Jordan Syatt, who is another, I think he's a personal trainer. He actually did an experiment. I don't follow him, but somebody told me about this, um, where he elevated his blood sugar every single day, this whole month or this past month, to no effect really on his nutrition. I mean, not on his nutrition, on his body fat levels, on his weight and stuff like that. So I do think personally, because I'm thinking of my own audience, which you know, are people who have potentially been confused by nutrition in the past, who have, who take something like this and they're like, okay, now this is like another thing I have to worry about. And, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't ever elevate my blood sugar and stuff like that. And I think that it, it mostly causes a lot of fear when again, there are another thing you know, there are other things that we can worry about. And I, I'm going to talk about those things here in the episode. But essentially, when we eat carbohydrates, let's drop a little science here. So when we eat carbohydrates, so when I say carbohydrates, I am talking about, um, you know, breads, starches, rice, quinoa, tortillas, chips, 
could be processed foods too, could be fruits, fruits, even though fruits are fructose, uh, other starches are, you know, glucose, things like bread, pasta, stuff like that. Um, basically, whenever we eat carbohydrates, or we have any food, but you know, we're talking about carbohydrates here, they enter our bloodstream, and then they get put into our muscle. And that is a little bit, this is why lifting is important. Again, this is sort of like a, a layered thing. Um, because when we eat carbohydrates, they get stored in our muscles, and they actually get converted to glycogen in the muscle. And glycogen is sort of a storage form of carbohydrate that will be used up, especially if we are lifting weights. If the muscle takes in more carbohydrate than it can store, then the excess carbohydrate will be transported to the liver, where it eventually will be stored as fat. So that is the process that happens, especially if you are somebody who trains, where the energy, carbohydrate is a human form of gasoline, and this is why we need to eat carbohydrates, where essentially if you are training, uh, specifically muscle building activities, um, and you obviously need the fuel for that, your body will pull the fuel from the muscle. So then every time you work out, you deplete the muscle of glycogen because it gets used during the workout. And then afterwards, this is why you have like pre and post workout meals, like in a pre-workout meal, you are having some carbohydrate, but then the workout, depending on the length, is pulling some from the muscle, you empty it out during the muscle, you know, during the workout, and then you replenish it through eating more carbohydrates afterwards. And that's why post-workout stuff is beneficial, having carbohydrates around your workout, pre-post-workout. I did an episode and an Instagram post about this a little bit ago. I will post those um, in the show notes. But it's important for us to think about this because if you are training and you have more muscle, you have a lot more flexibility for eating carbohydrates. And at this point, I have a lot of muscle on my frame. I train really intensely. I am really, really active. So my meta- I have a metabolic advantage where because I train really hard and because my carbohydrates are being utilized in that way and they're not being stored, right? If I didn't train, my carbohydrates would would get stored completely, but I am utilizing them in my workouts. And again, I have built up uh, my metabolism to a point where it can basically like burn all of those carbohydrates and, um, I can be a lot more flexible with my nutrition. This is why I talk so much about strength training. I show myself working out. Um, I also share how my journey has changed and my eating has changed. My flexibility has changed based off of my training capacity and specifically strength training. Uh, So that's just important to note that like somebody who trains intensely and has more muscle on their frame has a lot more leeway with eating carbohydrates compared to somebody who doesn't. Now, there are also populations that are more sensitive to carbohydrates, such as, if you, you know, if you have PCOS, if you have diabetes, your sensitivity to insulin, which is, if we explain insulin here, again, a little more science, insulin gets, um, the AC just closed my door, if you heard that. Uh, yes, the AC is powerful here. We need it. It's hot. Um, if you have Uh, Basically, every time you have elevated blood sugar, you're like it's constantly elevated, 
your pancreas will release insulin, whose role is to bring down blood sugar. So you have the body detects consistently high blood sugar, uh, then insulin is released from the pancreas, which is an organ in your body, to bring your blood sugar down. Now, the opposite is also true with glucagon. If your blood sugar is consistently low, glucagon will be released to increase your um, your blood sugar. But if you have chronically elevated blood sugar throughout the day, constantly, you're going to be secreting a ton of insulin in order to try to bring it down. That's when we run into things like insulin resistance. So people who are sensitive to stuff like that, obviously they need to watch their carbohydrates a little bit more. Uh, and not everybody has the sort of flexibility to have, like I posted, 94 grams of carbohydrates. So you have to be um, discerning about that and you know, realize, like really be honest with yourself about like, where is my body right now? What is happening? What are my predispositions? What am I coming into this with? And how much flexibility do I truly have? Because all of these things are going to be true, right? That like, carbs do elevate blood sugar. Um, excess carbs do cause elevated blood sugar. Um, there are some things that we can do to blunt the blood sugar response, such as having um, protein or carbs with your meal. And uh, again, I get a little bit, it's a little bit tricky here because when I had that fear or when I lived by this of like, oh my God, I can never elevate my blood sugar. It's horrible and blah, blah, blah. Again, that was a very extreme view, but that's like sort of like the disordered mindset that I was coming from that really informs where I am today. I wouldn't eat fruit by itself, like ever. Cause I was like, no, I can't elevate my blood sugar. Again, this is like an extreme example, but now I like doing that sometimes. Like sometimes I wake up, have my coffee, my element tea, that's like my morning routine every day. And then I will, you know, work a little bit or do whatever, read in the morning. And then I might have like some pineapple or a fresh apple or like mango in the morning to just like put a little bit of something in my system without feeling um, weighed down. So these are all things to think about. And the other big thing here is that what I realized, at least for me and and what I see in clients who also come to me with this issue, like, you know, if I followed like the company Metabolism Makeover or uh, Be Well by Kelly, there's a lot of fear around eating too many carbs at meals and carb timing and stuff like that. And that just made me feel so mentally restricted. And it took up so much of my mental bandwidth that since I've shifted, and if you've taken intuitive macros or coached with me, you know this, that has shifted my view to worry more so about overall intake, that you can have these foods as long as you don't have an excess of them. We know that, you know, my three guidelines, calories determine weight changes, protein determines body comp, food quality determines how you feel. Those are the things that really matter. So I'm really looking at the totals throughout the day and making sure that, you know, I, I am staying within my overall calories. I am eating protein, I'm eating fat, and I'm eating a whole big balance of meals. And overconsumption also causes some of these issues too. Like overconsumption in general obviously causes more fat storage, obviously causes like more insulin resistance potentially if like that excess is purely coming from carbohydrates. So I have gained a ton of peace and like my relationship with food has totally changed 
because I have sort of taken on that ethos of and that essence of following macronutrients as a framework, which again, aren't everything. It's not just like eat whatever. It's, you know, food quality matters too. But I am thinking of my overall piece and I'm thinking of, okay, if I have like, if I follow these simple guidelines where my calories are in check, I don't overeat, I have my carbohydrates throughout the day and I have my fats too. And all of that sort of gives me what I need in order to um, have a healthy relationship with food. Then I'm going to take that and worry about these big, big rocks, which for my case are calories, protein, carbs, fats, fiber, food quality, right? I am looking at, at this point, my blood sugar as sort of a small rock for me. When you have these populations, again, autoimmune issues, PCOS, uh, more sensitivity towards it, if you're insulin resistant, if you have diabetes, if you're predisposed to diabetes, then of course it's going to matter. You know, I had a friend in grad school who had to take her blood sugar throughout the day because she had to test it constantly and because she had diabetes and that was her life. So obviously for her, it's it, that this isn't going to apply. Um, it, it is, she's very sensitive. Like she could go and she could, you know, something bad could happen if she has too many carbs. She, we literally one time like went to a Mexican restaurant and like she had to pull out her kit so that she could test her blood sugar. So I want to be really clear and say that it's not that it doesn't matter. It's that you have to know yourself. You have to know who you are. You have to know your psychology. You have to know what you are affected by. Obviously, if you have a medical condition that requires that, then that needs to be prioritized and looked at and really, really taken into consideration. Um, at this point for me and for most of the people that I coach that don't have a lot of these pre-existing conditions, because if somebody's coming to me with diabetes, I'm not coaching them, right? Like I would send them to a registered dietitian. And, you know, I work with people overall for weight loss and fat loss and mindset like that is really my my bread and butter. Um, but you have to know who you are, what you need, um, what makes you happy and healthy. And personally, I'm sort of looking at the blood sugar spikes throughout the day. Like for me, it would be more detrimental, more stressful, more unhealthy to worry about it to the extent that like some of these Instagram, apo- Instagram accounts post like the worry would cause more stress than like elevating my blood sugar sometimes. And I have tested this, like this is sort of um, what, again, works for me. And we always have to look at the principles of nutrition through our own lens and through what we know to be true. So in my own nutrition journey, right now I am having 200 grams of carbs per day minimum, usually. Um, my breakfast is the biggest meal of my day. And lately I've been eating my breakfast around noon. I have like a breakfast A and a breakfast B uh, because I have been going to the gym, working out a little bit later around nine or so. And then I might walk. I So I have a little something in the morning. I might have like a little yogurt, you know, maybe like half a banana or apple, peanut butter, some honey, maybe a little dried fruit. I work for a little bit and then I go to the gym and then I come back and then that like breakfast B is the biggest meal of my day. It's huge. And this particular day, I think I had eaten around 1 p.m. And if I'm getting 200 grams of carbs, I put 94 grams of carbs in that meal because I want to time a lot of my carbs 
post-workout so that they can, I can replenish my muscle, they can be utilized. Um, and that is sort of the, the context that I am coming from, right? So like, it's not like I'm waking up and having that without, you know, without having trained or, you know, or, or like having those carbs uh, naked, which would be just carbohydrates. I am sort of, you know, timing them and being wise about them that like, okay, if I have 200 carbs throughout the day, I'm going to put half of them into this meal. And then I will have in my other two meals, I might have 50-ish grams of carbs and I'm good then, right? Also, like my goals right now are very training-based and I want to continue building muscle. I am eating at maintenance right now. And if we are trying to build muscle, we actually need an insulin spike for muscle building. Like the muscle, muscle gets built through sending an anabolic signal through the central nervous system that happens through progressive overload. You have to really send a stimulus in your body, which happens through intensity or prolonged progressive overload that, um, you know, that sends that signal to build. And we also need an insulin spike afterwards. This is also another reason why you might hear people say, you know, if you're going to have your carbs, have them after your workout because they get utilized in that way. So, for me at this point, I really found a balance in how I do this and how I navigate eating carbohydrates as somebody who really, really had a fear of carbs. And again, if I just sum everything up, do you need a continuous glucose monitor? First of all, know yourself. If you are somebody who has these conditions, of course, yes, it would absolutely be helpful for you. If you have diabetes, then maybe that Instagram account would be helpful for you too. Um, but again, know your know your context, know where you're coming from, know what affects you mentally. Uh, I used to think, I remember going to Hawaii with Kim two years ago, like two and a half years ago, and that was when that system levels came out, which is one of those CGM companies. And a lot of people that we were at the resort with, like I saw the sticker or the thing on their arm and I was telling Kim like, oh, should I get this? And she's like, I don't know. Kim has like, again, is also an eating disorder survivor. So she we sort of like really jive on our views on nutrition. Um, and she kind of eats very, very similar to me. She eats more than me, but we eat pretty similar. We're like mostly good stuff, but like also like not great stuff a lot of the time, which again is necessary for me and my um, mental health. Uh, so back then I thought of getting one, but now I'm like, I know that I would just be like looking at it and I don't need necessarily to do that, do that. And that's like with any sort of device, right? Like I don't wear a whoop anymore. I do wear an Apple watch to track my steps, but I don't really wear any of these wearables besides the watch, which is one. <laughs> um, but that is sort of my thoughts on the CGM. And then the other thing is to pay attention to your overall intake throughout the day and know that excess quantity, I think is one of the biggest detriments that we can have. Overeating in general is not healthy and it's not good. Like a little overeating, obviously, like we're just going to do it sometimes and that's normal. But <clears throat> if we have chronically elevated levels of calories, we will gain weight. It's not healthy to the body to have an excess of calories consistently. And I am going to always try to put all this into my advantage by lifting. And, you know, because through that you get um, more muscle, you feel good, you feel strong, uh, you feel, you know, capable and confident. That's why I put a strength training pro program out there that builds muscle because 
I want people have been asking me for it. And obviously I want to be able to provide something for somebody that they can actually do and that will give them the results. And the reviews for Blossom Body have been amazing so far. And uh, I can't wait to share more of that with you. So I hope this episode cleared some things up today. Uh, I will be sharing a lot more nutrition content in the coming I mean, obviously forever, uh, but more nutrition focus specifically in the next month or two as Intuitive Macros launches. We did like some strength training stuff as Blossom Body was launching, Uh, but I can't wait to share all the upcoming stuff with you. You all mean the most to me. And as always, if you have a question for the podcast, send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know. I love answering the questions. uh, And sometimes they do take a little bit more context, a little bit more thought um, than just a sentence or two. So I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. I'm grateful to you always. And I'm sending you lots and lots of love. And I will see, talk to you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to Satisfied. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram where I post content every single day at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoyed the show, I'd super appreciate it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes and or Spotify. If you have a question that you want to be answered on the show or you just want to say hi, send me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from and connecting with you because you're the whole reason that I do the show. I hope that you find satisfaction wherever you are right now.